Apple TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times bestselling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome. I'm Roger Stone. Yes, it's Monday, and you are back in the Stone Zone. Uh, this past Saturday, I had the unique privilege and honor of traveling to Venice, Florida, to speak to FlynnPAC, which is the political action committee of Lieutenant General retired Michael Flynn. Uh, I really had a phenomenal time. But I must tell you, given the fact that Venice, Florida uh, is a relatively rural suburban community, uh, close to no major city, the turnout uh, at this function was really extraordinary. There were well over 700 patriots. It really does the heart good to see how many Americans are now awake. Uh, let's be very clear the difference between woke and being awake. Some people on social media, I notice, confuse those two. Anyway, it was great to be with General Flynn and his entire family, as well as the many fine patriots like Alfie Oaks and others there in Venice. A shout out to all of you uh, and many thanks for an extraordinarily successful maiden event for Flynn Pack. Uh, if you tuned into my show last week with Mike Davis, former senior counsel to the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, we broke down this egregious decision in a New York courtroom uh, in a civil action against uh, President Donald Trump, his real estate company, and uh, members of his family who are executives of that company. Uh, my head is still spinning over this because the judge rendered a decision prior to there being a trial, kind of an Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Uh, the original suit was brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James, who uh, campaigned on the platform of getting Donald Trump prior to her having access to any evidence of wrongdoing. There is the president in the courtroom today. Uh, this was one of the most uh, egregious, uh, heartbreaking things uh, that I have ever seen, and I'm afraid it is just a precursor to what we are about to see a great deal more of. Uh, this is an unprecedented action in which a judge actually claims uh, that Trump uh, and members of his family overvalued assets in order to secure loans, uh, all of which were pulled, paid back in full. In other words, uh, there is no victim here. No bank is suing uh, the Trump organization. No individual is suing the bank, uh, the uh, Trump organization. And it's important to note that the banks uh, had their own lawyers and their own appraisers overseeing each one of these transactions. But it is the draconian results of the judge's ruling that are most shocking. Uh, first of all, the business licenses, the ability to do business, to develop properties in New York State uh, would be revoked. Secondarily, all of the Trump properties would essentially be seized, and it's a little unclear as to whether they would be put under the management of a receiver or whether they would be liquidated. The whole thing is extraordinarily un-American and outrageous, but I stress to you that this is just a civil proceeding. In other words, there's nothing here so far uh, that could send Donald Trump to prison, which let's face it, really is their goal. Why are they doing this? Well, because Donald Trump has pulled out to an insurmountable lead 
for the Republican nomination, uh, the, despite the very best efforts in today's New York Post to claim that uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, we're going to talk more about him in a little bit, uh, is going to make a last stand in Iowa. Um, that is uh, dreaming, in my opinion. Uh, but even more uh, upsetting to the established order and the political establishment is the fact that Trump continues to run ahead of all Democrats, including Joe Biden, both in the swing states uh, and in national trial heats. God forbid we cannot have a free, fair, honest, transparent election because Donald Trump might win. Donald Trump uh, spoke uh, from the heart uh, at the courtroom uh, today. Uh, let's go to that if we may. This is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time. We have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction, one one hundred, a tiny fraction of what they actually are. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. She used this to run for governor. She failed in her attempt to run for governor. She had virtually no polling. She came back and she said, well, now I'll go back to get Trump again. And this is what we have. It's a scam. It's a sham. Just so you know, my financial statements are phenomenal. They are actually less in terms of the numbers used than the actual net worth. The actual net worth is substantially more. No bank was affected. No bank was hurt. They don't even know why they have to be involved. And they've so testified. They can't believe that they're involved because they were paid back on time. There were no defaults. There were no problems. And it was like a perfect client. In the meantime, people are being murdered all over the sidewalks of New York. There was no victim here. The banks were represented by the best, biggest, most prestigious law firms in the state of New York, actually in the country. Some of the biggest and best law firms, in all cases, the biggest and best law firms. That's who represented them. The banks got back their money. Again, there was never a default. There was never a problem. Everything was perfect. There was no crime. The crime is against me because we have a corrupt district attorney, but we have a corrupt attorney general. And it all comes down from the DOJ. They're totally coordinated this in Washington because I'm leading. I'm the leading candidate. I'm leading Biden by 10 points. And I'm leading the Republicans by 50 and 60 points. That's pretty much, they say, over. I never accept that, but they say it's over. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Our country's gone to hell. We have a country that's in decline, serious decline. We have a man running our country who has no clue, doesn't know what he's doing, and you know it better than anybody because you have to cover him. What they've done with open borders, what they've done with interest rates and taxes, it's a disgrace. So what we have here is an attempt to hurt me in an election. It's an attempt to hurt me in an election. This never happened before where President of the United States leaves office and gets indicted. And the reason I got indicted was that I ran. If I didn't run, I'd be sitting right now at a beach like Biden does every time, even though he's supposed to be working. So very simply put, it's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in the state. You see how she does. This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago. But they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. Everything goes through them. They're all corrupt people. Frankly, our country is corrupt. And that's one of the reasons I'm running. We're going to straighten it out. They have one property that's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times what this judge put down as a value, put down a value, $18 million, and the property's probably worth, could be anywhere from 50 to 100 times more than that. And a lot of those numbers could even be low. We have other properties, the same thing. So he devalued everything. I didn't even put in my best asset, which is the brand, in terms of value. Coca-Cola, take a look at their value. They have a value. The value of their brand is more than everything else put together. 
My brand is extremely valuable. I didn't even use it in my financials. If I wanted to build up a financial statement, I would have built it up by using brand in addition to everything else. We have the greatest properties. We have among the greatest properties in the world, and I have to go through this for political reasons. This judge is a politician. He comes out of the clubs. He's running unopposed. The reason he's unopposed is because he's getting Trump. They always run opposed. He's getting Trump. The bosses say, don't run against this guy. He's doing great. He's getting Trump. But he overplayed his hand, and he should be investigated for what he's done. What he did in undervaluing these properties is a disgrace to our nation. This shouldn't be a case. One other thing. We have a clause in the contract which tells, essentially, buyer beware. The contract is very, very if you take a look and you speak to the banks, and you will, I hope you speak to the banks, because the banks got paid in full. I hope you speak to the banks. But we have a clause in the contract. It's like a buyer beware clause. It says when you take a look at the financial statement, don't believe anything you read. This is up front. Don't believe anything you read. Some people call it a worthless clause because it makes the statement and anything you read in the statement worthless. It says go out and do your own research. Go out and do your own due diligence. You have to study the statement carefully. Do not believe anything. In fact, it's so strong that people read it and they don't even accept it. They don't even want it. They don't even use it. It's called a disclaimer clause. It's very common. If you put it in, if you don't have time to do statements, or even if you do have time, people like to have it. This is what's called a full disclaimer. We disclaim the financial statements. But even with a full disclaimer, which immediately takes you out of any fraud situation and any litigation. And by the way, when the attorney general found out about the disclaimer, she said, that's OK, let's go forward anyway. It's good publicity. These are corrupt people we're dealing with, the most corrupt people. We have a great company. I built a great company. It's got tremendous value. It's got some of the greatest real estate assets in the world. And now I have to go before a rogue judge as a continuation of Russia, 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 as a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. And I don't think the people of this country are going to stand for it. If I weren't leading in all the polls, or if I weren't running, I wouldn't have any of these cases. I wouldn't be seeing you this morning. But I'll be seeing a lot of you, because this is a horrible thing that's happening to our country, and we've got to get it straightened away. So we'll go in and see our rogue judge, and we'll listen to this man. And uh, I think most people get it. People are getting it. I can tell you the voters getting it, because every time they give me a fake indictment, I go up in the polls, and that's never happened before. But this is a disgrace. And you ought to go after this attorney general because she's turning off everybody from coming in. You know, I don't know if you take a look at the outflow of business. Businesses are fleeing New York because of horrible, horrible attorney generals and judges like we have. They go to other places where they can be treated fairly and with respect. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I wanted to play as much of the president's statement as we could uh, because of the outrageousness of the situation. Now, among the other things that President Trump uh, made reference to was an evaluation by this New York judge of the Marlago property in Palm Beach, Florida, at a value of $118 million. I myself interviewed uh, Steve McWilliams, one of the most respected real estate appraisers in South Florida, last Thursday for the Stone Zone, uh, and he pegged that value uh, as somewhere between 500 million uh, at, at the high side and 300 million at the low side, pointing out that it fronts on both the intercoastal waterway as well as on the Atlantic Ocean. One of the few properties uh, in Atlantic, Barbie, in uh, Palm Beach Island where that is the case. It also takes into consideration the iconic nature uh, of the property. Uh, likewise, it is with all of the landmark properties uh, in New York City. So the judge has reached an arbitrary uh, 
uh, evaluation uh, in this effort to destroy Trump's business. Now, this should not be confused uh, with the business records case uh, that is ongoing in New York City. That is in front uh, of a, another judge. That judge was a donor to Joe Biden's presidential campaign, a violation, by the way, of the judicial rules, but uh, that judge has not recused themselves. Uh, that should be a civil trial, uh, but unfortunately, District Attorney Alvin Bragg uh, has bumped that up to a criminal trial. Uh, and therefore, although it will not have the financial impact that this uh, New York case does, uh, it does have severe political implications. Uh, uh, the whole thing is uh, Kafkaesque. It's almost uh, a nightmare. We're going to be monitoring President Trump at the courthouse. We may bring you some more of his comments uh, a little later in the program. Uh, people come to the Stone Zone for breaking political news uh, and analysis. And yes, uh, we were out ahead of the pack. Uh, and I predicted as early as I think last Wednesday uh, that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, would soon bolt the Democratic Party uh, of his uncle, President John F. Kennedy, and his father, Senator Robert F. Kennedy Sr. of New York, uh, to seek uh, the presidency as an independent. Now, there are a lot of trolls on social media uh, who would have you believe that I am uh, a close friend of our Robert F. Kennedy, a secret advisor to Robert F. Kennedy, uh, running or influential in his campaign, or that Steve Bannon and I both urged RFK to run. All of those things are categorically false. I have met Robert Kennedy once in my life at a conference, and unfortunately, perhaps for him, a picture was taken of us together. Uh, and the Biden opposition research operation has made much of that. But anyone who knows me knows first and foremost that I am a strong, unwavering supporter of President Donald Trump for re-election, but I'm also a political junkie. Uh, and uh, I can't uh, stand uh, not looking at and analyzing the horse race. Uh, that said, um, there are a number of issue positions that Robert F. Kennedy takes that I very strongly agree with. I have admitted on this show, admiring him on some, but not all issues. Uh, his politics are not mine. Um, I would point out, for example, he was a strong supporter of Hillary Clinton in 2016 when the other members of the Kennedy clan supported Barack Obama. He was a strong supporter of Hillary Clinton when she ran for the U.S. Senate in New York. I am pro-life. He is a proudly pro-abortion. We very uh, basically disagree on that very important issue. Uh, he is a strong believer in uh, climate change. I think climate change is a hoax. Uh, so we are not simpatico, except for on several major issues, which may be the dominant issues in this race. First is the issue of war and peace. Robert Kennedy, to his credit, is a articulate critic of the war in Ukraine and this country's continued multi-million dollar subsidy of that war. And unlike, uh, say, Vivek Ramaswamy, who also seems to be a critic of that war, Robert Kennedy has offered an extraordinarily articulate history uh, of the background of the conflict in Ukraine, putting his opposition uh, into some perspective. Uh, it is Robert Kennedy, uh, who I think very uh, succinctly laid out the history uh, and pointed out that when East and West Germany were unified and the Russians agreed to that, that the United States agreed in return not to push Ukraine into NATO. To use the exact words of Secretary of State James A. Baker III, to not move NATO one inch further uh, into, pardon me, not to move Ukraine one inch further uh, into NATO. The real issue here uh, is not the uh, territorial borders of Ukraine, they are whether or not 
uh, NATO will mount offensive missiles on the ground uh, pointed uh, at Russia, uh, just as uh, the Russians, for example, mounted missiles in Cuba in 1962 uh, aimed at the United States which uh, Robert F. Kennedy's uncle, John F. Kennedy, took huge uh, diplomatic exception to. The situation is analogous. No, my comments do not mean that I am pro-Russian or pro-Putin. I have no illusions about the problems uh, and uh, atrocities of the, the Russian system. But I also refuse to go along with this fake premise that Ukraine is a democracy. Ukraine is not a democracy. Uh, the uh, every political party other than the one that elected President Zelensky has been outlawed. The candidates in the last presidential election who lost have been arrested. Uh, journalists, including television, radio and print journalists, are routinely arrested. Newspapers, uh, radio stations, television stations that disagree with the government are shut down. And indeed, uh, the largest church in the country um, has been outlawed. These are not the marks of a democracy. A meeting with General Flynn and others that I respect, I think the American people are being subjected to an enormous uh, level of war propaganda. Uh, if you have the impression, based on mainstream media coverage, uh, that the Ukrainians are kicking the daylights out of the Russians, well, then you do not have a realistic view of what is happening there. In any event, Robert Kennedy, I think, uh, more articulately than perhaps any candidate other than Donald Trump, who has pledged uh, to bring peace and who, as the man who cut off uh, the Russian oil pipelines, uh, as the president who furnished offensive missiles uh, to the Ukrainians, has uh, the credibility of everyone in the region uh, to effect a peace agreement. By the way, it was Joe Biden who said early in the conflict that he was not be adverse to giving certain parts of Ukraine to Russia. If Donald Trump said that, uh, there would be a hue and cry and he'd be called a traitor. But it was a Joe Biden who said it. What's particularly disturbing is that there are no peace talks going on whatsoever. That's right. There are no negotiations to stop the killing. Uh, it is on this issue that I think Robert Kennedy is extraordinarily strong. Then you look at the issue of uh, our southern border. There is no other Democrat today who favors sealing the southern border. There's also no other Democrat who opposes giving $2 billion to the, uh, the rogue regime in Iran so they can restart their nuclear weapons development program. Although the $6 billion that we unfroze in their assets several weeks ago in a prisoner exchange will most certainly be used for that purpose. So what happens now? Well, Robert Kennedy has learned, unfortunately, that the Democratic National Committee uh, plans to kneecap him the same way they did Bernie Sanders. Uh, Robert Kennedy cannot get a fair level playing field uh, in a bid for the party uh, nomination of the party of his father uh, and his uncle. Uh, the uh, contest uh, schedule has been changed dramatically. Uh, Iowa's traditionally first in the nation caucuses have essentially been canceled. New Hampshire's first in the nation primary, which must take place by state law, has been stripped of its delegates. Uh, and in fact, as Robert Kennedy has correctly said, uh, if he campaigns in either one of those states, uh, in violation of the DNC rules, he would then be stripped uh, from the ability to compete for delegates in Georgia. Uh, this is a rigged system. It has always been a rigged system. There is a disproportionate influence by super delegates within their system. That's what allows the party establishment to always uh, keep control of the nominating process. So uh, I predicted perhaps first at in the country that Robert Kennedy uh, would uh, would run as an independent. I stand by that prediction. It is based on my own sources. Um, I reported it several days before Mediate and others. Uh, but let's now figure out what that means. 
uh, first of all, it's extraordinarily difficult, expensive, uh, very labor and money intensive, highly technical, uh, an extraordinarily arcane process to actually get on the ballot as an independent. It is not as simple as just waving a wand and saying, I'm leaving the democratic process to join uh, the independent process. Uh, one has to adhere to 50 different state laws which govern how an independent candidate gets on the ballot. Now, it is actually more difficult for an independent than it is for a minor party candidate. Uh, for example, the Green Party, uh, which has uh, vast years experience not only getting permanent ballot status in a number of states, but also petitioning their way on the ballot uh, in the balance of the states, uh, is likely, when the smoke clears, to be on the ballot on 47, 48, perhaps as many as 49 ballots. Two states, Michigan and Oklahoma, have not had any minor or independent party candidate on the ballot since 1972. I think that those judicial decisions have largely been politically driven. So therefore, I think it is unlikely that any minor party will be on the ballot uh, in every state. But for the purposes of this discussion, uh, what's important is whether an independent candidate can be on the ballot in enough states to theoretically garner 270 electoral votes. Uh, it is uh, an open question. Uh, but here, I guess, is the point. I've read a number of think pieces and observations on social media from people saying uh, that a Robert Kennedy independent candidacy, just today, let's assume for the sake of discussion that he is successful in getting on the ballot, which I think takes a year of intense planning, millions of dollars, uh, and a vast workforce. Uh, and if that workforce is not available, then in some states you can utilize paid but qualified petition gatherers. Uh, but the the process is all, also extraordinarily truncated. In other words, you have to collect signatures within certain states within a very compressed time frame. This is a Herculean task. Uh, it is not simple. But for the sake of discussion, let's assume that Robert Kennedy gets on the ballot. Some people have automatically assumed that because Robert Kennedy is seeking the nomination as a Democrat, uh, that his independent candidacy would draw votes disproportionately from Joe Biden or whoever the Democrat is. Uh, based on what little polling I've seen so far, as well as my instincts, I don't think that's accurate. Let's look at this uh, new Zogby poll, uh, which was published today. Uh, you see uh, that, interestingly enough, in a head-to-head -head with a generic independent candidate, Trump leads at 40, Biden is at 38, but an unnamed independent is at 17. Uh, but when you actually introduce the name of Robert Kennedy Jr. into the mix, the race uh, becomes uh, Trump at 38, Biden at 38, and Kennedy Jr. at 19. Uh, this would indicate uh, that Robert Kennedy's votes may come, may come disproportionately from Donald Trump. Given their similar positions on the border, their similar positions on the war in Ukraine, for example, I think that that is uh, logical. Uh, it is also uh, important to note, however, that in any independent or minor party situation, it is a mistake to assume that all of those votes come from either the Republican or the Democrat. Based on experience, what we have learned is roughly half the votes garnered by an independent are unique to them, meaning they come from people who wouldn't have voted for either of the other candidates. In fact, they probably would not have voted. So what is the net impact on Donald Trump? Here's uh, Robert Kennedy himself addressing this in an interview. Yeah, but the, and then the other thing is that I take more votes from President Trump than I do from President Biden. Right, so why would that help them? Yeah, it's not helping them. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It is not helping him. So those uh, who are Trump supporters or those who are just pundits out there who are saying, well, this, uh, this benefits uh, Biden because they're both Democrats, it is my belief uh, that that is incorrect. 
we're going to follow this story for you uh, because um, it is yet to develop. One poll does a, not a trend make, uh, but the two surveys that I have seen so far indicate that to the extent that Robert Kennedy gets on the ballot, uh, his support would come disproportionately uh, from Donald Trump, although I do think it is incremental. It is relatively minor. Uh, on the other hand, that is an extraordinarily, extraordinarily strong showing for an independent party candidate. It is also important to note, um, we really, Ross Perot uh, is our greatest previous measure in this regard. Uh, independent candidacies uh, tend to flourish early, uh, but they, intend to, they tend to lose altitude uh, in support as election day grows closer and voters realize that the independent candidate cannot win uh, and that they are probably sacrificing uh, their vote by casting it for someone who is not in contention. Uh, now, it is true uh, that with the advent of Donald Trump as a national political figure, uh, the first non-senator, non-governor, non-congressman, non-general to be president of the United States, that many of the old rules uh, have been broken, and this one may be broken too. But whether it is the earlier candidacy of George Wallace uh, or the more recent candidacy of Ross Perot, uh, independent candidacies uh, begin with no party base. Uh, they tend to be a bit more fragile uh, in terms of their construction. Uh, and in the end, um, they tend to lose speed. We don't know that that would be the case here. Uh, I will say this, Robert Kennedy is an exceptional candidate. By that, I mean he's exceptionally articulate. Uh, I like his views on health freedom and many other issues. Uh, on the other hand, um, I'm 100% for Donald Trump, uh, and you should temper uh, all of my remarks uh, in that regard. Uh, but I think what Robert Kennedy himself just said is absolutely true, which is uh, if he got on the ballot, and that, again, I stress to you, is an enormous if, I suspect that he disproportionately pulls votes from Donald Trump rather than Joe Biden or whoever the Democrat is. Um, I have, uh, as you know, predicted on this show, as well as at the Turning Point USA conference uh, several months ago, as well as at the Flynn PAC event in Venice, Florida on Saturday, that I still do not believe that Joe Biden will ultimately be the Democratic nominee uh, for president. Um, I'm sticking by my prediction uh, that Michelle Obama will ultimately be drafted as the presidential candidate and that Gavin Newsom, who showed up at that uh, train wreck of a Fox presidential debate to represent the Biden campaign, is more likely to emerge as a vice presidential candidate. Yesterday, uh, outside, uh, when uh, entering his limousine, uh, President uh, Obama declined to answer questions about whether his wife would be a candidate. I am sticking to my prediction. All right, this is a good opportunity for me to remind you uh, that we're brought to you by the great folks at MyPillow.com. Now, uh, MyPillow.com is, of course, the company of that great American entrepreneur, Mike Lindell. Uh, if you saw Mike Lindell's incredible deposition uh, where he is being sued by one of the voting machine companies, some smart-ass left-wing lawyer accused Mike Lindell of the worst sin possible, and that would be selling lumpy pillows. I can tell you firsthand that the pillows at MyPillow are anything but lumpy, so please uh, go to MyPillow.com now, and when you do, uh, use promo code STONE. That's right, promo code STONE. Now, when you're there, check out uh, the latest pillow. It is most definitely not lumpy. It is the revolutionary MyPillow 2.0. Uh, I say it's revolutionary because it has a patented cooling technology, uh, which is woven right into the pillow. Uh, that makes the pillow cool to the touch all night. Uh, we had an excellent reaction to these pillows here at the Stone Zone. Uh, and now Mike Lindell has a special offer in which you can buy four of these pillows 
which normally would be a value of $259.92, but now uh, you get all four for a low, low $99.98. So folks, uh, please, uh, you can support us here at the Stone Zone. At the same time, you uh, support Mike Lindell by going to MyPillow.com and getting your very own MyPillow 2.0. Uh, maybe at the end of the show, if we have time, we'll talk to you about some of the other great products at MyPillow.com. Uh, but um, the incredibly shrinking candidacy of Ron DeSantis took a, another hit this week. Uh, he is uh, now doing so poorly that he was uh, forced to go on television with none other than Bill Maher. Don't think there's a lot of conservative Republicans watching this programming, but uh, watch uh, their reaction here in this brief clip. First up, he is the governor of Florida, who is, wow, currently on our show? <laughs> currently running to be the Republican nominee for president in 2024, Governor Ron DeSantis. <laughs> hey. Come in. Ron, how you doing? It's a funny good blue state, right? I know, I know. Welcome That's back. Not bad. All right. On a scale of 9 to 10, what'd you think of my monologue? <laughs> Honestly, I was laughing. I'll give you that. Right. Laughing well, on both sides of the aisle, too. So it was good. And yeah. welcome back to the show. I know you guys oh, were on hiatus for a while. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Now, I do, I do got to put in a plug. Like, if you ever have problems in California, you know, in Florida, not only do we have no income tax, no vax mandates allowed in the state yeah. of Florida. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, I know, but people do wear cowboy boots with a suit. That's right. So I'm not going to fly. Okay, I, that's uh, that's just a crazy thing. We're proud of it. Thing we're but there were no cowboys in Florida, Ron. Oh, yeah, you should try Florida. We're one of the top cattle states in, in America. Once really? you go from the beach, you go to the interior of Florida, nothing but cattle ranches. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I, I, I stand corrected. <laughs> because I'm wearing orthopedic shoes. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so the debate. I, it was a shit show, but I... Right, I mean, even you said you wouldn't have... You would have turned it off if you were watching it. I mean, people screaming over each other. I couldn't hear what anyone they're saying. It was terrible. But I heard you won. I heard the polling said you won. What did you win? With Trump... No, honestly, with Trump not in the race, what did you win? Well, but I think that, you know, he, he, he's not showing up. He's missing in action. He owes it to voters to show up and defend his record. And I think he thinks he can take a juice poll and then people don't get to vote. That's not the way the system works. you got to go earn votes. So I'm showing up. I'm showing that. And that's here's the thing. In, in the midst of all the show that happened, I was the one guy that people said, you know what, this guy's actually acting like a president when the rest were not. And so, okay, there I am. Mm. I told Donald, let's do a debate. Uh, I'm debating your governor, Gavin Newsom. We're going to get soon, to that. But let's do a debate okay. with me and him. I'll but do the, it. All right. But this, can I ask you one thing about these debates? Can you get rid of this guy, Doug Burgum? <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this bugs me. He is not going to be president. This guy could start dating Taylor Swift. No one would care. <laughs> North Dakota, it's not even a state. All right. But you know, the thing is, you did not take my advice. What was it? I was on this show a few times when we talked. I said, this guy's crazy to run this time. He's, what are you, 45 years old? Yeah. You just had a birthday, right? Yeah. You could run for the next 20 years. If you were Biden, the next 40. <laughs> okay, why run against Trump? You're trying to thread this needle that will never happen. Well, for a couple you, reasons. You, one, can't, you can't disavow what? him because you, that's the base, and yet you're running against him. And that's why, I mean, let's face it, Ron, if this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> um, no, so, um, one, I don't think he can win the election. Uh, I could win the election. Two, I don't think he could actually get the job done that we need to do. For example, COVID. I think we need accountability for what this government did to this country with the COVID restrictions, mandates, and lockdowns. Donald Trump is not going to do that. He says he did everything right. He says he saved millions of lives with lockdowns. He claims his MNRA shot saved 100 million lives. He's not going to clean house at CDC, NIH, FDA, or any of that. I will do that. I will get the job done. And a lot of other things we do. The one thing about me in Florida, and even my critics will acknowledge, 
If he says he's going to do something, he will follow through and get the job done. So it's about the country. Are we going to get the country turned around or not? I don't think he's a vehicle that, that's doing. And, and I have been, when, when I supported him on, on the things I liked, I've said it, but I've been critical about the things that he didn't do, and I'll well, continue to do that. Okay, but you... <laughs> but you campaigned for, for election deniers in 2022. This I do not forgive. Well, to, look. to quote the Godfather, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Carrie Lake, who said Biden is an illegitimate president, Trump didn't. Well, now she's attacking me, so maybe I did make a mistake there, because uh, she's out there saying she, she's you... trying to say that we mandated vax in Florida. We did the opposite. We protected people even from private mandates. So, so, so that may have been. But Trump but... lost the election, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so why did you campaign for people who Because I wanted to see Republicans win key races. And I that's, think it's important that's not now. a deal-breaker issue for you? That's not democracy? Well, okay, well, let's go back to 2016. Uh, your friends in Hollywood were cutting ads telling the Electoral College to, to vote against Trump in, in the Electoral College because it was stolen. They said Russia stole the election. For years they said that. So don't act like this is like okay. a unique well, thing in modern history of the country. First... First of all, Ron, I have no friends in Hollywood. Well, Bill is actually right about that part. He really does have no friends in Hollywood. You see, I've been on his show several times. In fact, his very first pilot show for Politically Incorrect shot in New York City. I was his very first guest. Uh, and then the last time was on his show, uh, he maligned me unfairly. Now, recognize Bill is funny because he has a troupe of paid comedy writers, uh, and they control the laugh track, as you can see. The truth is, he's not nearly that funny at all. Let's uh, roll this, and you'll see what I mean. But first up, he is a longtime confidant of our current president and now author of The Making of the President 2016, How Donald Trump Orchestrated a Revolution, Donald Trump's albino assassin, Roger Stone. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> now, you don't mind that I call you his albino assassin, do no, you? No, comrade. Okay. I mean, Bill. <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's start with that, because we've known each other a long time. I know you'll be straight with me. Uh, it looks like Donald Trump and his crime family were, inst <laughs> were installed uh, by Russia to loot and destroy America. <laughs> As a longtime Republican, lifelong Republican, who cut his teeth working for Richard Nixon, quite a cold warrior, yes. does it give you any sort of unease that we're so in... Dutch with the evil empire these days? Well, not really. If you looked at the Obama-Clinton policies, the reset, they rolled into Crimea, Syria. We didn't stop them. We continued selling them, transferring technology to them. So they really rolled over the last administration. I think here's what it boils down to, Bill, and that wow. is, do we want oh, to gosh. go to war over Syria? That's what this is about. Do no, we no, want, no. This is not expand, about Syria. This is about our elections. No. It's about America, not Syria, right? No, no. no it's not about not. Syria. Yeah. It's about America. It's about, it's about okay. war. It's about, it is, it's it's funny. about the neocons right. who gave us war, well, the Bushes and the Clintons, and the chances that you could negotiate a peace before expanding well, a proxy war in I, Syria. I know that your favorite musician must be Muddy Waters, because... <laughs> Bill, that want, is what you always do. I just is, want to give peace a chance. Is muddy waters. But that has nothing... But it's interesting you mentioned war because both Dick Cheney, not exactly a liberal, and no. John McCain, same thing, have said this hacking of our election uh, would be considered an act of war. If we had some evidence or proof of it, right now what we well, have is... Uh, what we have is... is inference. Okay. Okay, so Senator Mark Warner, who's yes. head of the Intelligence Committee in the Senate, okay, he, the first thing out of his mouth the other day when he was asked about this, he said, there's clearly a lot of smoke. And then he said, an individual... That would be me. That's you. He said, associated with the Trump campaign, accurately predicted the release of hacked emails before it happened. The same individual, you, also admits to being in contact with Guccifer 2.0, who all of our intelligence agencies says... Guccifer 2.0 is Russian military intelligence. Yeah, I dispute that. Let's take them one by one. First of all, I have never said 
that I had advanced knowledge of the hacking of Podesta's emails. There's no quote from me. Well, you I've said his said... time in the barrel is right. coming up. Right, and there's been over 100 stories written from that time to Election Day about his business dealings in Russia, bank deals, gas deals, and others. That's mm. what I was referring to, including a long piece I wrote okay. on myself on October 13th. Okay, but, but, Goose, but this Guccifer... The inference that Guccifer, uh, that my Twitter exchange with Guccifer constitutes... Well, well, not Twitter, direct mail. No, direct it, mail within the Twitter system. Okay, but it was not supposed to be public. But it is public because but I because released... But you chose to make it public. Uh, I released it. No one else released it. I that's, released it. I don't think that's true. That is absolutely true. I think you released it after it became public. I, I, I released it after it became, no, it became known it existed, which could only be known... Okay. If okay, my... But... No, no, it could only be known if my, if my Twitter feed had been hacked. Okay. So, uh, and I released it. It's okay. benign. It's innocuous. Okay, but 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 here's what Guzzi said. I mean, if you're going to engage in, in espionage, would you really do it on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> 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 you're really asking that with Trump in the White House. Okay, <laughs> but but here's what he did get there. Here's what. <laughs> Here's what Guccifer said about you. Apparently, you and he are big fans. He said, I'm pleased to say, Roger Stone, you are a great man. But why? He's Romanian. Why are you saying that in a uh, Russian uh, accent? Please tell me if I can help you anyhow. It would be great pleasure to me. <laughs> and then he said, same day, he said, Roger Stone, paying you back. That's very simple, because he's, he's referring, at the top of that email exchange, to an article I wrote on... August 5th at Breitbart, in which I argued that he is the one who hacked the DNC You emails. said he was a hero. Uh, I think he is a hero. I'm opposed okay. to the deep state. I okay. think they need to be exposed. But true or false? Let's, you know, let's play truth or dare, dare now. And we're not going to dare each other. Okay. <laughs> you really think, as a lot of Republicans do, that the Democrats are more of an existential threat to America than Russia? No, I wouldn't say that at all. Lying. But, but I am disappointed... <laughs> I think, I think you do, and I think anything it takes to keep the Democrats out of power, I think you actually believe that. Well, I, I'd like to see a Democratic Party that would stand up to Islamic terrorism, that would protect gay people, that would protect Christians, that would protect, protect women. And right. They don't seem to be inclined to do that. All right. Well, let's not get to a place where we agree. <laughs> uh, all right. So here's... Trump was asked on February 16th, can you... Say whether you are aware that anyone who advised your campaign had contacts with Russia. And he said, no. Nobody that I know of. Nobody. So he doesn't know you. No, but he I He doesn't know had... his son-in-law. No, no, no. He doesn't on. know hold his... On. Hold on. Any, he doesn't any, know... any inference that uh, my communications with, with Grusiver 2.0 constitutes Wait. collusion is no, disproved no. by the content Collu Who said anything about collusion? collusion? Can you say whether you are aware that anyone who advised your campaign had contacts with Russia? This is proven no, no, that all these people had contacts we with don't Russia. Con I don't concede what? that Grusifer is a Russian. But uh, if you go online, you'll see there are more okay, theories there are, about this than But they the met Kennedy with the Ambassador Kislyak, who was known as the top recruiter of spies in this country. You can't deny that the contacts with Russia. And he said, nobody that I know of. This is just a giant obvious lie. He knows you. He knows Manafort. He knows his son-in-law. I've, had, knows I've had no contacts with Russians. Let's be very clear. The New York Times on January 20th says that they have emails, records of financial transactions, and then on the 30th they add transcripts from telephone calls. Okay, where are they? Produce them. Let's see them. Let's hear okay, them. But we have meetings. We have Michael Flynn is right now asking for immunity because he had contacts with Russia. Well, Trump knows Michael Flynn, so that's a lie. Let's talk about Michael Flynn. He says he has a story to tell. Tell me a story. <laughs> what 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 let's, is what is the story? Let, let's talk about What do you think his story is? I have no idea, but here's what I do know. I'm not asking for immunity. Uh, I was maligned by a number of the members of the committee who said things that were patently false. And in a free society, I should have a chance to respond Absolutely. in the same forum. Of in the same forum. Well, no one would disagree and I, with and, that. And I don't sure. want to need a subpoena. Right. I don't need immunity. Right. But I want it to be in public, not right. behind closed doors. Let's go. I'm ready. We've had you on this show from back in politically incorrect days. I don't want to see you in prison with that Nixon tattoo it's, on your back. <laughs> That's... You're just upset because I'm the only guy you know with a dick on the front and the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'll give you that one. All right. Donald Trump Jr. said this. 
Russians make up a pretty disproportionate cross-section of a lot of our assets. And then he said there's a lot of money pouring in from Russia. His brother, Eric Trump, said, we had no assets in Russia. We have no debt in Russia. I think we held a Miss Universe in Russia. Like, he doesn't know that. <laughs> okay, this is called not getting your story straight. Which one of these two sons of Donald Trump is lying? Because one says Russians make up a pretty disproportionate cross-section of our assets, and one says we had no assets in Russia. When you run for president, you have to file an extensive financial disclosure oh, and, and certify it. Well, he, both candidates did that. But there were no that doesn't Russian answer assets. my question. Which there were one no, is lying? Well, it's a privately held company, so I but, don't know. But the financial disclosure that Donald Trump would, filed with the government showed no Russian assets But or why, debts. if Kusey says we <laughs> have a pretty disproportionate cross-section of assets, would Uday say we have no assets? He also said we don't have any properties in Russia. Yeah, Russia has properties here, like the White House. Um, okay, so let's move on. A guy named Clinton Watts, he used to be with the FBI, said yes. this week, if you want to get to the bottom of this, follow the trail of dead Russians. And there have been a lot of dead Russians lately, people who have knowledge since all this came out about the hacking and so forth. Now, you don't really plan to sit there and tell me Putin wasn't responsible. A guy was thrown out of a window. That doesn't happen just because he slipped on the butter. Well, knife. we had a we had a defense secretary forced all that happened to. So, uh, uh, look. What? Uh, the, the, That's your the, the answer here is full disclosure. Let's let the president order the release of all documents pertaining but, to alleged collusion with the Russians. But you said you you Proof. you said you Evidence. yourself were poisoned. Yes, I think I was. Oh, and you're on their side. How? I'm uh, not on their side. I, I'm, oh, a, that's I'm right. a patriotic American. I forgot. Okay. Look, I, I, uh, I understand. But why were you poisoned, Rod? Because I think a lot of people would not like me to testify because I will put the the uh, lie to this Russian myth. I never had any contacts with the Russian state. To my knowledge, no one else in the campaign did. Uh, I think perhaps the Democrats could get over the fact that they spent about two and a half billion dollars. Trump spent about two hundred seventy-eight million. And they lost. Okay, but a guy, that's what this is really about. It, well, they, actually, they won. But yes, by the electoral no. Collins, they. I, I agree. You mean, you mean okay. by the popular vote? Uh, yes, uh, by the popular vote. Okay, but a guy you do talk to is Donald Trump. From time to time. From time to time. Okay, you know when Donald Trump says, "I'm hearing," <laughs> I'm hearing that's you. You think? I think it is. I, I don't think... I mean, you have been on this guy's side since 1988, you... Nobody were. puts words in Donald Trump's mouth. No, but they put thoughts in his cotton head. Well... And it's not that hard to do. Uh, he just won a historic election for yes. some reason. Uh, and the reason is not well, Russian collusion. Certainly, that was a that was in the mix. We found out this week that a thousand Russian trolls were putting fake news stories about Hillary Clinton out there. Who told us that? The CIA? The guys who told us about weapons of mass destruction, or Benghazi, or rendition, or or torture at Abu Dhabi prison? Their track okay. record on honesty not too good, Bill. Okay. Well, some of that is not about honesty. The, 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 you're talking about the Iraq War. Okay. A lot of the people in the CIA disagreed with the findings of the director. Okay. That's uh, happening today, too. Okay. So you're saying that that's not true. Let me ask you a more general question. Sure. You've been in Donald Trump's corner for a long time. Yes. Now you've seen Proud of it. president for, for 70 or so days. Any buyer's remorse? Anything that gives you pause? <laughs> you know, uh, for the first year of his presidency, first two years, the courts and the Congress thwarted everything Franklin Roosevelt wanted to do. You can't judge the Trump presidency on a couple months. Okay. Uh, I think his voters uh, want to see him to continue to fight for the things he but, said that he would fight for. Steve, it's not that the travel ban gets knocked down. It's that he keeps trying to pass it. That's but Steve, Steve Bannon once said that uh, we're in the trouble we are in because of a, the 60s culture of narcissism. No, we're in the trouble. We're in the trouble we're narcissism. in. Narcissism. Is that an issue? I don't, I don't think that's the reason we're in the trouble we're in. We're in the trouble we're no in. No issue with Donald Trump and narcissism. Uh, I, I don't think that's the overriding national problem. We're in the okay. trouble that we're in because the Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama continuum, the neocon continuum, has gotten us. Endless war, All right. erosion of our civil liberties, I... massive debt and spending, spying on us, 
uh, in a foreign policy that's incoherent. All right, let's end on a positive note. I, there's an issue we agree on, another one, marijuana. Yes, you think yeah. You think Jeff Sessions is wrong. Completely wrong. To be such a hard-ass on marijuana. Is that because you yourself are a Roger Stoner? Uh, <laughs> only when I'm in the States where it's legal. Okay, well, this happens to be our... One of them, uh, so. this, We looked at our, our log. This is our 420th show. Yes. <laughs> 420. So we have a cake coming out later. Would you do the, me, me the honor of bringing out the 420 cake? I, I would be happy to. The, the, candidate Trump said that he sh we should let the states decide. He was absolutely right. He yeah. needs to when get his attorney ever general gone back in on line. his word. Great to see you. Thank you, Roger Stone. I wish you good luck with your testimony. Roger Stone, everybody. Let's. There he goes. Let's be perfect. So there you have it. Now, the problem with this, of course, is that subsequently uh, Bill Maher would come clean and admit that there was no Russian collusion, none whatsoever. And in fact, the communications I had with Goose for 2.0 took place long after WikiLeaks had already published the Democratic National Committee material, meaning that my being involved in that in a conspiracy would have been chronologically impossible. So will Bill have me back on to clear my name, having sullied my patriotism? Evidently not. Uh, very sad in my opinion. Uh, again, it's very easy to be funny when you have a troop of paid comedy writers helping you out, and that is the case. Uh, we have uh, some late-breaking news from Donald Trump, uh, just uh, very brief, uh, some additional comments from the courtroom. Let's show those. Anybody that does business in New York State is crazy. When you have a radical left attorney general like Letitia James, who's a disgrace to our country, who got elected on the fact that she's going to take down President Trump. We're going to take him down. She knew nothing about me. But she got elected on that basis. And we have others likewise. Take a look at what's going on in Georgia. Take a look at Jack Smith. Take a look at these people. This is called election interference, and worse than that, really much worse than that. And you don't get much worse than election interference, especially when we're talking presidential election of 2024. So very simply put, it's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in the state. You see how she does? This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. All right, uh, there you have it, uh, a scene from the New York courtroom. Uh, I think Americans have to start to get used to these images. Donald Trump faces additional trials, not only civil uh, uh, trials uh, in New York for defamation, uh, but also a criminal trial in New York over business records. There is also the so-called documents case, which will go to trial uh, in South Florida. Again, what should be a civil trial has somehow been fashioned as a criminal indictment. Uh, then there is, of course, the charges by Fannie Wills, the Soros-funded prosecutor in Atlanta. Uh, that is also a criminal trial, not to mention the extraordinarily powerful special counsel in Washington, D.C., Jack Smith. Uh, they clearly don't think they can beat Donald Trump uh, in a free, fair, honest, transparent election. Uh, therefore, they seek to uh, drain his campaign funds for legal fees, to uh, to uh, sap his travel schedule so that he's sitting in a courtroom when he should be out campaigning, uh, and to sully his name with the American people. Very clearly, none of those things are working. I want to thank you for joining us here on The Stone Zone and remind you one more time, please go to MyPillow.com. And when you do, use promo code STONE to keep this great programming here uh, at The Stone Zone front and center. Whether it is the dog beds or the pet blankets or the all-season slippers or the MyPillow sandals or the revolutionary new MyPillow 2.0 uh, 
pillows uh, or the throw blankets or the waffle blankets or any of the other great products, you can support us here at the Stone Zone by going to MyPillow.com. Please go now and use promo code STONE. I'm Roger Stone. Uh, Until tomorrow, God bless you and Godspeed. I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. 